0: Empire
1: Hello and welcome to my podcast Do me a favor and subscribe to the John Com Report Wherever you get your podcasts And you can subscribe to us on YouTube at Empire Media A-M-P-I-R-E it would be much appreciated. Today, I'm joined by the head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera. Had a chance to talk to him at the league meetings in Palm Beach earlier this week about a variety of topics, the team being an easy target for narratives and negativity, the impact of Carson Wentz, Chase Young, and a possible timeline for a Terry McLaurin extension. During the middle of the interview or early on, you'll hear a pause As he greets somebody, it turns out it was Atlanta owner Arthur Blank who walked over to him as we were talking. They stood up, gave him a hug, and you can probably hear Blank saying something along the lines of, he's the best. Anyway, so if you're wondering whether there's a little bit of delay, it's because he's hugging Arthur Blank. The conversation was taped before we had heard Alex Smith's comments regarding the franchise given to Rich Eisen sports, or the Rich Eisen's um, talk show, and how tough it is to be a player in Washington, how it becomes – too much a part of what the the drama becomes too much a part of what players have to deal with. I think Rivera would agree from the standpoint that nobody's had to deal with what he's had to as a coach. Go back and look at the last couple of years. I don't have to repeat it. It's been a ton. Smith also was here during arguably the craziest period Washington has had. But he's right. A lot of players feel what's going on, especially somebody at his level who has a lot of responsibility within the franchise. So he's going to probably get a lot feel it a lot more. I've had multiple players tell me that over the years, how they how they felt more insulated when they were at other places. Some of it, they told me, was because of how small the building was. You couldn't help but bump into people in the hallways, et cetera. And you know, sometimes the guy would bump in the hallways to another coach. The coach might badmouth one of his teammates, believe it or not. That stuff gets around. It's like it just leads to bad stuff. I don't know that that's happened now. I know that happened in the past. It's why that players feel it and – I do know that it helps that the business side now works at the stadium. So a lot of employees who were there are now over there. But Smith is right. There's been a lot of drama surrounding this place. We all agree with, agree with that. And it's the battle Rivera faces as he tries to turn this football operation around. Most of that, maybe a, a ton of that, was not of his doing as far as the drama that consistently has been here. He came here after that. And there's been a lot of residue that they've had to deal with. And there are challenges throughout the building as they're really still transitioning to what they're trying to become. It's only been a couple of years. And when there's a one way you you have to go out there and win to help change culture, but to change the culture of a building, et cetera, it takes more. And Rivera said this when he came, but it's absolutely true. And we're seeing it. It takes many. It takes several years to really do that. And they're, to be honest, to me, they're still kind of early on in the process. Relative speak, relatively speaking. And of course, the conversation was taped before another story about Congress and this franchise popped up in the Washington Post on Thursday. The story stated that the Congress is now looking into possible financial improprieties by Dan Snyder in running the franchise. There's not much I can add other than in talking to a number, number of people, Congress and otherwise, um, especially on Congress about this part, is that, that um, most oversight committee members don't know about this aspect of the investigation. The Post reported that, and that has been that was my finding in talking to a number of people. That suggests two things, according to people that I talked to. It's either a new discovery, or they just don't have enough information or enough good information yet to start to inform other members. It's not always a rapid trickle-down. Um, I do know that some people have been deposed, um, but it's not a rapid trickle-down of information, but it's, if, if they have what they feel is a lot of information, Others will know. And so obviously the team strongly denies any financial improprieties. But all this is part of what Rivera was talking about. And it's one of the things we early on, we talked about in the conversation. When I talked to him, we both, I make it clear, we're talking about the impact on the football side. Doesn't mean the allegations are taken less seriously, but he is a coach and he's here to win games and his players are here to play well. So for him, it's a challenge and an exhausting And again, that's not to minimize what others went through here. Understand that. Trust me, there are a lot of people who have come to Ashburn in the last two years who would like nothing more than for this investigation to be over. And I really don't think they'd have a problem with the info being released. It's not their call. They weren't here and it would allow them to move on. That's what they want. They want to get beyond this. Trust me. And one thing I absolutely know is that they have to rebuild trust and that it will take a while. They know that and that they know it'll take a while. For Rivera, it starts with winning, so fans can start to have some pride. But as he talks about, it's consistent winning. It's not just a year where you win nine games and say, oh, hey, it's a winning season. No, it takes consistent winning. For the business side, it's about how they treat customers, fans. In the past, there was an arrogance that led them to tell customers whatever they wanted to hear to make a sale. They would over-promise, under-deliver. That's how bridges are burned with the community, among other reasons, and it's why there are going to be some people who aren't thrilled with um, with Snyder for wanting to give him a stadium, but I think they feel pretty good about the process with that stadium. So I don't I don't know what the real impact is there because you hear different things. Again, these are folks that have nothing to do with the allegations against the owner. They're trying to do their jobs. And no, I don't know what this means for Snyder with other owners. There is so much more to learn in this whole situation. It would be wrong for me to say that there's any momentum toward an ouster. I don't know that at all. So we're going to stick to what we know and go from there. By the way, one little nugget on the football side. Washington really does want to fill that Buffalo nickel role. They will have options in the draft, but if they get through the draft and Landon Collins remains unsigned, yes, they'd obviously take him back. Remember, it was his decision not to accept a deeper pay cut. In other words, they always wanted him back. The key will be what options he has and what he wants to return here because in the end, he'd be returning after not only just a pay cut or with a pay cut, but after having been cut, they are well aware that the defense's play dropped off after he got hurt, but, but they also know and Collins is a very prideful guy. I will go back to one time when D'Angelo Hall was cut. He didn't want to take a pay cut, got cut, ended up coming back and it worked out for him. So I have no clue if Landon Collins would want to come back. I don't know, but, They like him. They know what he meant to the defense. If he's free, of course they want him back. Anyway, that's it for me. After this break, I'll be back with head coach Ron Rivera, his relationship with Chase Young. What pressure does Rivera feel with this being year three and the impact already felt because of Carson Wentz.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: College basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $250 in free bets if they do. It is that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KIME K-E-I-M. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $250 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code KIME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: Welcome back. Now, here's my conversation with Washington head coach, Ron Rivera. I want to kind of start off with, like, what you were talking about earlier about the um, the perception issue and easy target. Like, how, first of all, how draining is that for you as a coach? Because you are trying to move past that, and how draining
2: is that for you? It, it, it's tremendously draining because <clears throat> I try to deflect it from our players and keep it from getting to our players consciousness you know what i'm saying yeah um again as i I make sure everybody understands i understand i respect the situation i know i know you know how serious it is but at the same time i I really want to at some point say okay haven't we dealt with this enough um you know and when i say us i'm talking about players right you know um our team, our players, their group of guys. Because you, yeah. you're separating football from exactly. everything else. from from that part of it. And, and you know, and, and and to be quite honest, I, I think there's a large faction of, of fans that would like to see it get separated as well. <laughs> so they can enjoy going to the game. They can enjoy cheering for our players. I mean, that's what's draining. And again, yeah. you know, and, and, and just, I get it. It's I understand right. But there's some point where you know, um, honestly, there's no more meat left on that bunk. <laughs> and so, for you
1: know, did you is this has that been a bigger challenge to deal with all that to try and steer it the way? Yeah. Know?
2: Oh yeah. Definitely was a bigger challenge because you know some people honestly just don't give a shit. You know, they, they, they they get so tied into. I got to prove this. I got to make this point. out, you know, I'm going to go, 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 and your messaging comes across that you know it, it, it's it's almost as if it's a personal thing. And you know, I have no issue. I'm trying to do something that 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 be beneficial for a lot of people. You know, it's it frustrating just because it, you know, it's like, just before the name came out, i have going to Stephanie, I said, well, uh, things have been awful quiet, so, uh, and we got a real big announcement coming up. I said, you watch. Mm-hmm. A couple days after, just keep an eye out. And she thought, really? And sure enough, lo and behold, guess what happened. Yeah. Right after the name, all the goodwill, everything we've tried to accomplish, take hey, bro. And it came out.
1: Is and you as you said winning is the cure. Yep. How much winning needs to be done before you think people can move past again, separate I, I we both um, want to separate both, you know, the what's going on consistently. over here versus
2: consistent. Okay. Win a division, get into the playoffs, you know, um, that type of winning. Two, three years in a row, have an average year, two, three years in a row win that that, that cure a lot. Consistently, you win big, and you're on the other end of it. How close do you feel you are to that? I think we're getting closer to being consistent, you know, and that's what I'm hoping.
1: Is it just getting Carson that, and I know you've talked about the roster before too. Is it, but it, how much does Carson get you to that mindset? I
2: think it gets us, it gets us, uh, it gets us a few steps in the right direction. Do you? Do you feel with that third year? Do you feel a,
1: a pressure is the right word to go out and get that get, to get
2: that winning? <clears throat> well, I, I think what's happened, you know, sure my first year was a little bit of an anomaly. Um, I don't get too caught up in that. Mm-hmm. My second year, kind of on par, maybe a step back. You know, because I, I was. Even though I felt like we were immature, I still was hopeful that right. we could get it straight up and we could work and go in the right direction. I felt good about that. Stay safe. He's the best.
0: Are you doing, Mr. Blanker?
2: He's the best. Yeah. Take right. care I appreciate self, it. Okay? All right. Thank you. You travel safe? Yeah. Thank you. Yes,
1: sir. <laughs> I've always liked Arthur Blanker. Yeah.
2: He's always been really good to yeah. me. He's really appreciated the things that we've done. So I appreciate that.
1: And so with. with um, with that consistent winning with Carson, what is the impact of him? Like, have you seen have yes. you seen little impacts already? I've seen the energy level
2: rise in our building. Really? And when I talked to, 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 to his new teammates, there's was excitement in their voice. Um, you know, like I, I can remember talking to Cam Simmons and saying, dude, you can play a real big role with a guy like that. I, I've talked to Terry about being ready for those throws. It's vertical or better, it's quick, just be ready. Um, you know, I've talked to a couple of the offensive line today. Now, just go, you got to be better, you got time. You know, I had a couple defensive guys say, Man, score some points, give us a chance to get after people. You're kind of cool, coach. <laughs> so, you hear that energy level, you, you feel it with the coaches talking to Scotty, listening to Scotty talking about it. when we we're watching tape and talking about, you know, coach, you see that throw made here, Coach, we at his timing on this, coach so you can feel that energy spiking.
1: And I asked you this earlier when we were out at the breakfast, but how much does that open up the playbook with what he can do? And not, you know, who knows how well he's gonna do. I mean we you know, every quarterback has flaws, every quarterback is positive to accentuate. One thing he has is that big arm. So how much does that open up what you can and do? And the size to see over the line on those quick
2: game throws. I think it opens up a lot. Um, And again, just the style of play and what he does and how he does it. And again, going back to the third year, is there a pressure do you ever feel? Um, I do feel it because it's the third year. Even though to me the first year is an anomaly and and I kind of just push it aside. I'm still in year three. I can't sit there and say, well, that first one didn't count. We're in year two. <laughs> I loved it uh, because so many things were different. Uh, but you don't get a reset. You don't get, you know. I mean, I get that part. So to me, this is it. This is the year that says, hey, we're going to ascend and we should be
1: ascend. It's funny. I talked to Joe Banner a couple weeks ago. And we were talking about team building. And he kind of pointed to certain teams that were like, really aggressive in the first year of the system and all that is like the ideal way is to kind of build toward year three. Is it hard to be patient taking that approach at times? Oh, yeah. Most certainly
2: it is. <laughs> um, and like for us, looking at, at the players that are coming out this year in the draft, uh, and looking at the free agents that are coming out, The pressure to find the quarterback, I think escalated things. And instead of being patient, saying, okay, we can get a cheap quarterback, whether you're drafting, right. and now you can keep your salary cost down and spend it all over here. You couldn't do that anymore. You know, now you have to accelerate your process. And now you've also got to be careful because you've taken out some of the planning, and you've
1: had to change mid drive With, um, you brought up Terry earlier, Terry, Deron Payne, possible extensions at some point. At what point do you start really focusing hard on that? And I, know, I think you said you had to negotiate, or at least not negotiate, but talks with, with their side. When does that become serious, and like, how much planning go, needs to still go into well, what can be done there?
2: I, I think you've got to look at that um, as you're getting closer to the draft. Where you are with that process, um, and then sometime around around the draft, right after the draft. I mean, Jonathan, we didn't get really rolling until you know we had finished with the, we were finishing up with the OTAs, nice. and then you know, we started reaching out, so talking about it, stuff like that. And you know, how much of the Carson,
1: when you get a contract like that, then you have to how much you have to go back and kind of replan everything or
2: at least map out a new plan. Oh a lot. You really do. John, we have we've had you know we we've, we've had discussion after discussion um, and you go through your surmises
1: um, one of the things of the draft, you're back on the road for that. What are some of the little things again I was talking to a GM the other day about the little things that you can pick up? when you're in person versus on the zoom so what are some little things when you've been at those pro days that you see it doesn't have to be about a particular player but what are the little things you look for in those players that you're not going to get anywhere
2: um the way you're leaning in right now tells me this is what you love to do and that's your passion yeah okay i couldn't tell that on the screen okay when we had a chance to put um Put Malik Mm -hmm. Willis on the board, and you watched how excited he was. The way he was looking at things and pointing things out—that was pretty impressive. When you're at a pro, those
1: are things you don't get to see. You really don't. So, if you're at a pro day like you at Ohio State, Cincinnati's, and you're watching a player off to the side, what are some of the things you're looking to see? What
2: they do to give you a little clue into who they are? So. When you're watching a player, you watch how he does the drill. First of all, you watch how he preps for the drill. Then you watch how he does the drill. Then you watch how he reacts after the drill. Okay? Um, at all these pro days that I've gone to, and you guys haven't heard about them all, which is yes. fine with me, but the ones that I've gone to, I can tell you, at one particular one, there was one player, every time he finished the drill, he ran got Okay. Another guy that's at another position and he's probably a little more ta- touted than he was. He'd finish the drill. And he would literally walk across the hmm. line. And, you, you know, you have, you have your concerns at that point. Uh, I remember going to Ohio state hockey and and watching one guy prepare. Him compared to all his teammates, watch just one guy. They had 20-something guys going through drills. I watched one guy in particular prepare and warm up. And said, Man, that's that's how it does it. Wow, that's impressive. A couple more. Freedom at eleven now that you have a quarterback to just go wherever you want. The best guy. The guy that, that, that to me it's it's the best guy but the guy that can also impact you the most. You know, you have to be careful that's not just the best guy. Right. But to me you also pause for a second and say with the guy that impacts us the most.
1: So obviously there may or may not be a linebacker that eleven. You said earlier that, you know, and I think you said before, like Cole inside is still would be an option. But the ideal thing is to get someone to keep those guys outside. So could you like people say, Oh, why would you go linebacker two years in a row? Is that do you ever enter into that thinking or you know, do you?
2: But what's been interesting is, you know, again, sitting down with defensive coaches, listening to them talk about Cole. And then looking at the numbers, you know, trying to exclude when he got sick and just really saying, God, I've, I've really seen that. I, I don't disagree, you know, if I take a chance to step back and examine it and go, you know, that fucking guy's really coming along. And then, you know, so I, you know, I went back, I looked at my notes from his exit interview, the way we talked about things. I thought, you know what, let's let's, let's, let's kind of slow our roll down. Now. There's a couple guys that, that, that you sit to and say, man, he be a really good second round pick if he's there. Right. Or if you know, we have to get a third and move up, we can take that guy down. So there's some things that can call our attention.
1: Last thing you also said, you talked to Chase Young about like participating in off season stuff and all that. How important is it for him to be at those things? And, and um, do you and you said you got the sense that he'll be there.
2: I think if there's anything that. that Oh, yeah, I got, I got a great, he and I had a great conversation, you know, and, and we talked very candidly, very, very candidly about things that he needs to do. That's him. He sends me these. Send, the other send you those videos? Of him working out, rehabbing his knee, stuff like that. Those are all things that, you know, he sends to Dr. Andrews, so they can monitor him, keep an eye on him, you know, we've... Uh, we sent we've sent people out to visit with him to see him, check on him, and make sure he's, he's doing things exactly well, and they've all come back with very positive news. And he keeps saying, "Hey, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back in April. I'm going to be there." Folks and I talked about it. And, you know, I just feel like you know, being there, doing some stuff with everybody, we will we'll make will make the impact that he needs to have made. The reason being is if you're there, if you're there for the whole thing, your impact on your teammates is greater. And I think that's one thing that he must
1: And you call it an awakening. Yeah. Very much so. Thank you. Thanks, man. I hope you, can.
0: Guys, if you're looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have a little bit of fun, let me tell you about BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service. It delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it comes in chewable form, and it's at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets will help you combat all forms of ED. Plus, it's an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office, No awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is really simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and the best part, all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers are going to work with you to find the right ingredient and the strength for your personal subscription. Plus, their tablets are made in the United States. They prepare, they ship direct, and it's so much cheaper than going through a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code KIME K-E-I-M, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code KIME K-E-I-M, to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for being a sponsor of our show.
1: That's it for this episode. Thanks to Ron Rivera for joining me and thank you as always for listening. I'll be back with another episode on Monday. Talk to you next time.